welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's me. It's only me. And it is literally just me. There's no one else. Um, and I'm here uh, pretty much just to talk to you about Marvel films. So if you've got absolutely no interest in Marvel films, this may not be the podcast for you. But whilst Ross is sunning himself on the merry beaches of Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival, I thought I would have a chat with you, our lovely audience, about my favourite and least favourite Marvel movies, or as it could also be known, my best to worst or worst to best of the 22, count them, 22 Marvel movies. So this is a list show uh, and I'm going to go through each one. I'm not going to go through each one in a lot of detail. Um, what I'm also going to do is give you my original rating. So when I uh, when I reviewed these films initially, I uh, would have given them a rating and I've maintained that rating, albeit they will be out of order. So there will be some original rated nines that sit below some original rated eights and so on and so forth. Because actually, for me, the, the, the true mark of how good a film is, is, is how good it is on a rewatch. Uh, and, you know, we, we rate films based on their initial watch, but actually it's the rewatch that kind of makes that film special, which is why some Marvel films have got better and improved their position over time. And some, Doctor Strange, have got worse. And a few others, to be fair. Um, <clears throat> so, look, this is going to be my breakdown of the Marvel films, worst to best, and of the, uh, in the case of the worst, I guess there's no better place to start than Iron Man 2. Um, the idea was fine, but sadly, most of the film misses. Um, even Mickey Rourke, uh, playing one of the oldest and oddest Marvel villains ever, can't save this. Um, my original rating for that is uh, a 4 out of 10, and do you know what? I stand by that. It is, for me, the worst Marvel film and it's a shame because actually Iron Man as a character, the first film was so good and so groundbreaking. But yeah, sadly, Iron Man 2 did not cut mustard for me. Next up at number 21 in the countdown of Marvel films is The Incredible Hulk. Um, it has charm and the casting works well, but ultimately The Incredible Hulk, um, whilst being far better than the Ang Lee version, just doesn't have enough to recommend it. Uh, even Liv Tyler, who is someone that I have been unashamedly in love with uh, since her early films like uh, Stealing Beauty and Empire Records. I cannot save this. Um, and do you know what? The, the issue here is as good as Ed Norton is. Uh, well, he's not really, but you know. Um, yeah, Mark Ruffalo came along in The Avengers and completely blew both versions of the Hulk away. Um, yeah, hey, you could say they're no Lou Ferrigno, but look, um, the villain's not great. The film's not that rewatchable. Um, it got a five out of 10, so kind of midway, um, but this was not my favourite. Next up, and probably somewhat controversially for a lot of people, my number 20 is Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, I admit, I have to watch Age of Ultron again. I only watched it once, um, and it is a film that has not really blown me away um, in the grand scheme of things. But for me, this was Marvel's first proper disappointment. Um, yep, The Incredible Hulk, but that was early days, and Iron Man 2 as well. But Avengers Age of Ultron followed up on the original Avengers, and it was, you know, it just, it was just all show and little else. It was too big, too dumb, and too long, and... You could obviously tell that there were massive production problems behind the scenes, and I guess that comes through. So Age of Ultron was not a film I 
I love. But that's it. Ross, uh, we were talking about this recently on the podcast. Ross said he rewatched Age of Ultron and he actually found it to be better the second time around. Or um, however many times, right? kind of in a modern context. Next up is Thor. Yes, Thor. Um, I think I'm probably a little bit hard on this film. I gave it a six out of uh, six out of ten. Um, Thor was a solid film, uh, but it was tasked with a near impossible job of making a god fit into the world of men. It does it well, but Thor is just not one of the Marvel films you'll rewatch. The Thor film for me, Arod, uh, the kind of Thor and, and Dark World as well are quite serious films. But when it hits Ragnarok and when you get Thor in Avengers, the character has really come to life. So I think actually the Thor of today is far better than the Thor of old. Uh, next up, number 18, Thor, the Dark World. I like the Dark World. Uh, in fact, I like, liked it a lot more than others. Um, yeah, it's flawed, but it's batshit crazy. And I kind of like it. Um, Eccleston is wasted in the villain role. That much is true. Um, but I kind of do like the film. Um, it's not terrible. It got a 7 out of 10 for me when I initially watched it. The original Thor got a 6 out of 10. It's interesting to say that actually it's hard to do a kind of best or worst to best for Marvel because predominantly most of the Marvel films are bloody good. So being at number 18 is not necessarily because it's bad. It's just because there are a lot of good films there. Next up for me, another Origins movie, uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, it's not bad. It just didn't gel with me as much as the other Marvel films have. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot to like. And again, it plays with the expected formula. Um, I've just not been that keen to go back to it. But, 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 Chris Evans is fantastic as Captain America and, and all the support cast, his relationship with Peggy Carter and all of that. So, you know, Captain America, not a bad film. Um... Next up is Civil War. Um, no, uh, I've got that the wrong way around. Actually, Civil War was at number 17 and Captain America was at number 16. So actually, number 17, um, I, I just wasn't blown away by Civil War as much as I wanted to be. I gave it seven um, and I gave Captain America, the first Avenger, an eight. So to correct myself, 18 is the Dark World, 17 is Civil War, 16 is the first Avenger. Avenger. Um, you know, again, not bad films. Next up, number 15, Doctor Strange. Away from the big screen, Doctor Strange loses a bit, right? It's not bad. Um, it's still visually stunning, but it just feels a little bit flat. I wasn't a massive fan the second time around. It got an 8 out of 10 for me the first time around. I do think I overrate these Marvel films somewhat. Um, but at number 15, it's firmly bottom third of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and probably a film I will never watch again. Similarly, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, it's great fun, but it's totally forgettable. And coming where it did um, after Infinity War, it also seemed really weird. It just didn't work in terms of that. Um, it also has, for me, one of the weakest villains in any Marvel film. And that's saying something because, you know, Marvel villains are not necessarily always the best. Is it number 14, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Number 13, similarly, Black Panther. Um, it takes a different approach to the usual Marvel film, yet falls into a lot of the same traps um, by relying a bit too much of the visual effects. Um, that said, it's one of Marvel's more intimate stories. And whilst it's not perfect, it's a really strong entry into the bigger MCU. Um, Rewatching it second time round, um, I wasn't blown away. I gave it a seven the first time out. Um, and I think it is a film that loses something in translation. It also should not, by any stretch of the world, be uh, the best 
uh, or most critically uh, acclaimed Marvel film because it's just not. So that's my number 13. Number 12 is Ant-Man. Um, it's a heist movie with ants uh, and fights on toy trains. It's crazy, full of charm, humour and fun. Uh, 7 out of 10 for me the first time around. Um, number 12 on my list. And do you know what? I think Ant-Man is still a good, fun film. Next up, uh, with another 7 out of 10 at number 11, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's loud, it's silly and it's funny as fuck. Um, but it's not as tight as 2014's original, um, but it is still a hell of a lot of fun. Um, great cast, including Stallone, Hasselhoff and uh, Russell. Um, and it is a winner. And this is very much that that kind of, you know, these are good films. They're just, there are better films. Um, I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, but yes, it was a weaker film than Guardians of the Galaxy, which isn't hard because that is one of my favourite Marvel films. Spoiler alert. Number 10, um, this year's Captain Marvel. It's a great origin story. It's a fun film and has a great soundtrack. Um, you know, what more could you ask for? Don't get me wrong. I think there are some issues around the Captain Marvel um, character. And I think they dealt with them really, really well in um, Endgame. However, you know, Captain Marvel is a good film. I like Brie Larson. I thought she did a good job. I know my uh, podcasting compatriot, Ross, is a lot less of a fan. But I thought Captain Marvel was a good, good film. Uh, number nine, Iron Man. It's the film that started it all. Iron Man was a rock and roll action movie with an unlikely lead, an unlikely director, and enough balls out moments to wow you. Um, and it really did, you know, Iron Man did a hell of a lot for um, for cinema. It created the MCU. It, it started everything that went after it. It got a nine out of ten for me initially. Um, and you know what? It still really is a great film. But the, uh, you know, Marvel films have come on a long way since then. Um, so, yeah, Iron Man is at number nine to number eight. For me, it's Avengers Infinity War. It's shocking, well-paced, and one of Marvel's greatest screen villains. Um, it almost delivered on its considerable promise. Uh, Rewatching it, it doesn't work as well the second time around. I gave it an 8 out of 10 to start. Um, but it is still a good film, and it sets up Endgame perfectly. So number 7 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Finally, Marvel gets their um, paws, mitts tentacles on the Spider-Man franchise and Homecoming was a bloody good film. Hey, look, it wins for me simply on its Ferris Bueller's Day Off reference. It's funny, it's charming, and it has Marvel's best villain and best Spider-Man to date. Um, Homecoming is a joy of a film uh, that's by far the closest to kind of the original comic book version of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. It's funny, and God, that scene with Michael Keaton in the car is, for me, one of Marvel's best ever scenes. Eight out of ten for that one. Uh, number six, Marvel's The Avengers. So all the groundwork paid off as Marvel delivered its first ever superhero team-up. The Hulk was back and done right this time around. Hawkeye and Black Widow joined the team and Joss Whedon delivered the goods with a stunning script and some stunning direction. It's a 9 out of 10 for me. The Avengers is one of Marvel's best films. Or, to give it its proper name, uh, well, a name over here, Avengers Assemble. Either way, it's bloody good. It's at number 6. So number 5 is Avengers Endgame. Funny, emotional, heartbreaking and smart. It ties up 21 films worth of stories across 12 years almost perfectly. Um, bittersweet for sure, but Marvel totally stuck the landing with this one. 
And no one, literally no one expected it to be as funny as it was. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I can't wait to see it a second time. But, you know, for a three and three hour and three minute plus movie, it was unbelievably good and unbelievably well paced. However, right, we're hitting the top four now. Um, but, however, next up is Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Thor Ragnarok at number four. Uh, it was a bundle of fun. The previous Thor films have been okay, but Ragnarok delivered a brilliant romp, which dragged in the Hulk, a handful of memorable new characters. Yes, Korg, I am looking at you, and added some great set pieces to end up being one of Marvel's best films. I may have given it an eight out of 10. I think actually that one probably did deserve a nine out of 10. I think Ragnarok is one of Marvel's best films. Taika Waititi did an amazing job and Korg is probably my favorite Marvel character, quite controversially. Um, number three is Iron Man 3. It's the Iron Man film that broke a lot of Marvel fans as Shane Black took the Marvel playbook and ripped it up. Twist, turns and a cute central relationship made this a very different take on the norm and it was all the better for it. Yes, I bloody love the Mandarin reveal. Um, Iron Man 3 is a cracking film and anyone that thinks otherwise deserves to be slapped by Tony Stark. Um, number two, we have... Dun, 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 dun. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, massively far out of Marvel's comfort zone, this one, when it was originally released. It introduced spaceships, talking raccoons, and a giant tree person thing. I had a great script. It had expert action, and it was a heap of fun. And it showed that, once again, you could take a director known for something completely different, and they could deliver. James Gunn did a fantastic job. Guardians of the Galaxy is superb. And having rewatched it recently with my daughter, I can say once again that it really does hold up brilliantly. So just to run down before we get to number one, probably guess which one it is. There's only one left. Uh, number 22 was Iron Man 2, 21, The Incredible Hulk, 20, Age of Ultron, 19, Thor, 18, Thor, The Dark World, 17, Captain America, Civil War, 16, Captain America, The First Avenger. 15, Doctor Strange, 14, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 13, Black Panther, 12, Ant-Man, 11, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, 10, Captain Marvel, 9, Iron Man, 8, Infinity War, 7, Spider-Man Homecoming, 6, was Marvel's The Avengers Assemble, 5, is Avengers Endgame, 4, is Thor Ragnarok, 3, is Iron Man 3, number 2, is the original Guardians of the Galaxy, which means for me, the best, my favourite, the creme Duller creme of um, Avengers movies and proof that I don't hate Captain America, to be fair, is Captain America Winter Soldier. Yep, it's a Cold War thriller with Robert Redford and a mini Avengers team up. It's kind of Avengers 2.5. Um, it has Frank Grillo, a genuinely interesting script. And you have what is not so much a comic book film or a superhero film as a proper kind of old school 70s espionage spy thriller. You know, this is a Cold War movie of the highest order. Um, and yeah, you know, putting in Redford and, and, and people like that and, you know, gives it some kind of cachet. But it's the moments that, that really sell this film. And, you know, one of those is Frank Grillo and the Capt having a massive fight. Um, Winter Soldier for me is the best Marvel film. It remains the best Marvel film. It's the one I enjoyed the most. It's the one that blew me away the most. And it's the one that kind of really set up what Marvel did afterwards. 
So there you go. That is my rundown of my 22 uh, best to worst Marvel films, or worst to best. I'll get that right eventually. Um, obviously, I haven't included the non-Marvel Marvel films, so the Deadpools and the X-Men's, and God, we'd be here all day if we did that. Um, and also, we'd be crying as we remembered X-Men Last Stand and, and other such travesties. Um but those uh, are my favourites. So my top five, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man 3, Thor Ragnarok and Endgame. If you disagree, feel free to email into podcast at philhobden.co.uk or tweet us at philquickreview, that's no S. So just philquickreview. Or you can look at us on Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies. We're on Facebook and all the other places. Don't forget to check out all of Ross, um, Ross's things. Not literally his thing, but his things. Uh, you can find out all about that. Um, just look at Ross Boyask on everything. Um, and no doubt we will be back in a week or two with Ross's wrap-up of the Cannes Film Festival this year. Um, but I look forward to getting your feedback. So for now, this is Phil. Bye. Bye.